Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone around the world. Welcome back to Eats and Goals podcast. Today we are going to be talking about music and sports as always. And we are starting first with the Abuja music scene. Because you know, there's this big belief that for you to blow in music, for you to actually get anywhere, you have to be where it's happening at. That's Lagos, you know, the center of excellence itself. Well, you know, recently we've seen a lot of guys coming out from ABJ, guys like Psycho YP, guys like, you know, Dumo Du. Is Azanti from ABJ as well? Yeah, yes. Azanti, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, what do you guys think about the ABJ music scene? My name is Brymo, Streets Comic Bomb Party. So, what do I know about the ABJ music scene? You know, all this started, started coming into the light. I think last year when the DND and Psycho YP beef happened on Twitter, you know, we were taking shots at each other. And then, you know, while the whole beef was going on, I think Smarter was one that posted one space, had everybody on it. So then, um, you know, that's when that's when people heard of Udumudu, because I think, was he somewhere that said I went to sleep in Udumudu's house? And Udumudu said I was going to kill the person. He <laughs> <laughs> not come to his house. So the guy now dropped his own, he dropped his own distract too now, like, Abuja guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dropped his own distract and everything. And after that, my guy really pushed himself, then got signed to Native Records uh, and all that. But funny thing is, I saw on tweet yesterday by one guy saying that DND, like he didn't really make anything out of this. Like, yeah, he just, he just faded as well. And he just stayed on the same spot. But you see them, like YP, um, Udmudu, mm-hmm. SK, they really came up from that, with that buzz and everything. Hello everyone, it's Francis speaking on the podcast today. Um, I think I'm very passionate about um, Abuja artists because I've lived in Abuja all my life. Um, For me, one thing I want to say today is that I think Abuja has always had this um, creative spark. Like they've always been like very great guys in Abuja. But I feel it's time that, you know, people start to um, spread like, like, music or generally entertainment yeah. should not just be um, concentrated in one city because yeah. a lot of great guys who like do their craft really well are in abuja i mean tewa came out of abuja and yeah. um, we have um, lady donley came out of abuja yeah. even um, just also was like very great creative city you had like guys like them kobams and all that so i think um people who want to invest in entertainment should look up north particularly the north central because i mean like there's a lot of hidden talent in there and I mean, I think the environment also helps for making better music. Cause I mean, Abuja, no, no traffic, no, you can just bust into your studio. <laughs> and, yeah, but you know, Lagos, the hot air pollution. I mean, I don't even know how people, place, yeah, to be. But, Lagos, so, so, Abuja, so yeah, I'm, I'm really Lagos, up, like, I'm really up about Abuja. Like Abuja have, like, they have very great artists and like people who do music business should actually come around there and invest. Sure. But what, what's the thing about Lagos though? Because we've even heard stories. I can't forget the story that Fino said that he and Ron Town took the same bus to Lagos. From, I can't remember where they were. Yeah, yeah. Both of them entered Ron Bus, called to Lagos, and they were like, if you are done, if this doesn't work, then we are done, man. So, I mean, what's, what's it about Lagos in particular? Um, I don't know. Man. Lagos is. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I don't have a street name actually. They call me, they call me girls, you know. Um, Lagos is just like center of attention, obviously. So most of the things that run through, they come through Lagos. So Lagos music scene is like at that point already. Like it has reached that point. Like it's internationally recognized. So like in relation to like the Abuja music scene, yeah, like 
it's calm over there, but they're not really out there. Like most of your artists are underground. Look at like some of them are my favorite artists. Like that famous guy, I don't know if you know him. I think he's an Abuja artist. Yeah, I really like. I really like fuck with his sound and everything. So the first Abuja artist I actually listened to was YP. YP, yeah, 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 yeah. Like YP. Yeah, YP season. Um, I think that was no, the one he did in 2021, that was Euphoria, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah this, so I just, I really liked his sound. Who introduced you to YP? YP was my roommate, actually. Salami, Salam, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the guy was the play YP on the regular, so I just talked to yeah. this guy, just the vibe you me, understand? Shout out to you, Salam. Yeah, shout out to William, yeah, <laughs> shout out to Williams. So, yeah, I just got onto like more Abuja artists, like, they're actually. Pretty good, like yeah, personally, man. Personally. Okay, so I want to ask you guys something. What do you think these guys are into the Abuja music guys? Do you think they can last at the top? Like, you know, their their music is no no mainstream. It's not mainstream music. It's a different sound, and all of them have different kind of sound. Like, Bloody Civilian is different. Lady Donny is different. Odumodu Black is different. Do you think they can still maintain or they can still go higher? and have appeal like oh, wow. across africa and internationally i, I mean um, people's interest in music differs and there's a growing interest in alternative music in nigeria particularly amongst young people and one thing i believe about like music is dynamism when it comes to sound so if you're able to keep creating keep pushing out good music that people like i mean recently odumodu has been bringing out crazy music from Declan Rice to Papilo, I mean, every, everywhere you go to now, you will just hear, I will give them. So, you know, so I mean, if you keep doing your stuff, keep doing what you need in the industry is consistency. People have heard your sound, they like your sound, they like what you create. So keep doing it over the years. Don't, don't stop doing it and keep doing it well. And then you, you, you'll be at the top of your game. Yeah, I like my professor, Francis, just said. Um, yeah, I I agree, I agree, but the Abuja music scene, I just don't think they have the structure like, in, con- in terms of distribution of music. It's not like their artists are like particularly underground or low-key or anything, because like, some of those guys are also underground. I think Abuja just doesn't have like the structure to actually properly distribute the music so that like, it would go out there. Because like, how many record labels are actually based in Abuja do you get? So like, these kind of things obviously affect the industry. And like another thing about the, I don't really know how many female artists. No, they are GK, like it's kind of like low there. So I'm not said there. I'm not said there. Said there at all. I mean, like she said, since twenty yeah, yeah, still like, like she's enjoy your life yeah. Yeah. underground still. Yeah. That's that's the thing. Well, people are keeping an open mind in music right now, yeah. so I feel like that's that's how. Um, Udmudu has become like accepted into the whole. But the truth is that the Abuja artists are supposed to have to come down to Lagos. Like Udmudu now. It's when you really said busy in Lagos, you know, yeah. move with Lagos guys and everything. You smile out with TZ. Yeah. So the guys are, uh, you know, giving records. Sense needs to be you know, yeah. yeah, That's how we came up and everything. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have to go for Lagos parties now. Mm-hmm. Once you sell your yeah, sound, you can't be yourself in PBG. And then as well, there's this. Um, I want to know what you guys think about this actually, because there's this conception that, you know, most Abuja artists, as we discussed, they make like not contemporary music, right? They don't make so so much mainstream music, right? So, um, someone brought up the conversation that these people are only able to make the music that they actually want because they are trust fund kids, in quotes. 
Because, you know, we search for them. They're not us. Like, you know, that, like, what we just said about Fino and Rota coming in nice boss and stuff like that. Like, you know, they knew that if he didn't, they didn't make it that time, he has bashed. Like, there's nothing they can do again. Mm-hmm. You get But, like, these people are fairly comfortable and stuff. So, do you, do you believe that also plays a role in type of music they make? Mm, I actually resonate with that point a bit. One thing I believe in is that when you're not, you know, hungry, like when you're not desperate to make money of your craft, it enables you to bring out the best version of yourself. I mean, it's a great thing if you get to have money inside. I mean, like, Obio had money now. He's, he's been doing great stuff. Ten years on the bounce, making good music, killing Africa, left, right, center. So I might just feel that, you know, not having that hustle doesn't necessarily mean they are not invested in making money of their crap, but it's just that they make it from a comfortable place. So they are not, they don't influence their sound based on what people want to, because we see a situation whereby in Nigeria, people get to transition from particularly maybe what they like to sing to street hop or something, just because, oh, this, you know, for the crowd and everything. So I think these are guys who want to build their own listening base. Like when you have, it's just like the way, you know, I, I, I'm always very happy when I go to like a Johnny Drew, Johnny's room, and you know that he has his own kind of audience. So you probably never see Johnny Drew see, see doing Woske, Woske, you know, legwork, because he has like his own, and he knows people who vibe with his sound. So I think that like money aside, that's what, you know, these guys should focus on that. Make music out of your comfort, make music from your sound and just let people who want to vibe with your music, vibe with your music. So money may play a role, but it doesn't necessarily mean anything because if you want to sing something, you'll sing it. Um, just to agree with me, Day, um, about the transform thing, I actually think that makes sense if you look at it because like the guys that have actually blown. Shari! It's the guys that... As I did talk, it's the guys that are actually trusting babies that they've not even blown like that yet. Because them Santi, them ZZ, BOG, these guys have been music, making music since them Whiskey, them David have been making music as well. Yeah. It's just, I think it's just a thing of based off the general music interests. Do you get the kind of music they make? It's not. Nigerians don't really want to listen. Majority of Nigerians want to listen to the song. Yeah, he does have fans. Those are fans, but like, they're mostly Jay Z. Yeah, but let me buy tickets first. That's the word for good. Exactly. It's only 30 years for me. No, it's millennials that buy the tickets for them. They're 30 years old. Your fan base is like a second. It's not only ABJ guys. You trust 14 is everywhere. Pretty boy deal went to Loyola. They're like just ABJ guys. What particular? Do you know like this guy, Lil Baby and Lil Dog? Both of them are big fan bases in Nigeria. Yeah, like just by the way, I don't know, I don't know how. See all these, all these street guys, all these street boys, we see all these guys. They fuck with you, dog, like mad, man. They eat you, dog. They eat you, dog. Lanjeh. Oh, God, what's the name of that young boy? You know, there's this guy at the grocery that works for Kauri. I had a conversation with him, and he said something. What's the name of that? There's this 
Is it YSL? YSL is young talk. YSL is young For NBA young boy, what is this? Is this the... Okay, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's this affiliation they have. The guy just kept saying it. And he mentioned like 20 young boy songs for me. Like, I didn't even know these guys had fans. I'm right here, man. Young boy to watch your fans, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. well, it doesn't have like eight kids yeah. now. You know, what's pulling the camera? Okay, so um, I just want to encourage you guys to listen to more of, try and expand your music taste. Check out the Abuja music scene. There are a lot of interesting artists there. Not just with Dumodu, there are a lot of people there, and you should check them out. So we'll be going to um, what's next on our yeah on our music program. We have. A sort of debates. I would like to have hear you guys' opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, between you know, in this new generation of artists now, the people that are like making big waves, uh, the likes of Rema, Fireboy, and Benson. Mm-hmm. So, I'd like to have your own opinion. Who do you think? Who you rate from number mm-hmm. one to number three? <laughs> what's your What's your take? What's your firstly? And what make something clear. Sure. We also would like to know why you say yeah. Yes, I want to make something clear. Um, in no world is Rema, Fireboy, Abuju in the same bracket because Rema is, is clearer than even David Owiski and Abuja. Broad daylight. Rema is ahead of everybody in the game right now. Oh, right. He's, a, he's a Guinness World Record holder. He's number four on Billboard Hot 100 right now. Has the most money on Spotify, 40 million, 65th oh, in the world, 65th most influential <laughs> artist in the whole world. Shut down so there is no way. <laughs> There's no way you can see Rema. Let's be Rema. Oh, like two minutes oh. pause. You yeah, want to start calling them Fireboy oh, Energy. Well, Buju was on Gwagwa Lada as well. Yeah, true. And they blew in Nigeria. True. Um, first of all, um, Fireboy is. Um, he's, he's, he was good. He's good. You know, but since that LTG, I don't know. I haven't really felt his impact, except from Peru. Uh, so I believe, I believe his song. I believe his song was like to me my favorite of that Black Panther album. Sha. Peru. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, the song. The song. Coming back to Sha. Okay, uh, my favorite, my first song was Rima's. What do you call it? Don't go to Yeah. Yeah. So, like Prime just said, man, Rima's on a different level. Like it's Rima. Guys, guys, gone places like even David do whiskey. They've not gone. Like you can't be putting it with Benz in. Oh, you have appeal. Oh, you have appeal. In India, no fair. It's disrespectful. Why are you having appeal? Who is Poland? Poland. Chill, last Fucking Poland. If they jam you for Poland, then you don't be. Chill. That's right. And I, I respect Fireboy a lot, man. I really. LTG is a classic, like straight up, he's a, he's a classic. I don't know really now about what he released after. Those are, those are questionable albums. Yeah, questionable albums in my opinion, but he's still he's still very good, man. As Benson is not on either of their levels. I I really like Benson, like he's one of my favorite Nigerian artists, but he's not on their level. So like, let's just rank it instead. It's Rema, Fireboy, Benson, like. Yeah, like everyone has said here, I think Rema is way, way, way clear of the charts. Like, in terms of the quality of music he brings out, in terms of um, fan acceptability. Like, I mean, even people who don't, like, who don't enjoy shaking their body or, you know, just moving their legs, you know, he 
has like you know very seductive music like mm. this that mm. you know can seductive can can, can sweep you off your feet. <laughs> I, I, I really love Fireboy. I appreciate him. I mean, I appreciate what Olamide is doing with those young guys at YBN, you know. But I just feel that he has he's not really been an album person. It seems like he poured his entire creativity into LTG from the music videos ah, to like the songs. Ah, you, guy, you know he was hungry that time. Yeah, I mean, so it's fact of his creativity. But um, I think the quality of his albums have dropped after that. So I just feel, and but he has had pretty great singles though, since yeah, after yeah. LTG, like pretty great singles that make people happy. I just feel that what he should do moving forward is to, you know, aggregate those singles together, maybe join them a bit, make them into an EP, so that it doesn't, you know, look like... Then Benson, yeah, Benson is a really great guy, but yeah. I have one misgiving with Benson. <laughs> I think he's, 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 he's very insecure about his craft. He's very insecure about people criticizing what he does. And for you to be up yeah, up there, just saying, I swear, man, Benson, he messes himself. And <laughs> and, and I think <laughs> you're you're made to yeah. I would I would I would. I mean, Ruka even has to be in this conversation because I I think I I think in terms of. Singles, ah, uh, he's he's doing a better job than Buju. Uh, he's 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 he has street he has street he has street credibility. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but but no, but I, I really like Benson. Like I said, yes, I really I really yeah, I really like Benson. When it comes to, I I think I always tell this to my friends that if there's anyone in Nigeria now that you want to put on the future for him to sing a bridge and a chorus for you, Benson is your perfect. He's the perfect choir master. Just, you know, like he has this you know very clean you yeah, know yeah, voice that can yeah that can help you at the same time bro he's that is flow you don't cast so i think i think he should immerse himself more i think he should immerse himself more in his music and leave some of these petty arguments that well, i mean you're a big guy you know what I'm saying? yeah you, you don't be insecure about your craft Take constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Keep working on your game, and you know you get better. Like people love you already. You're doing great stuff. You have brought out good m- music that people like love vibing to and stuff like that. So just keep doing your team. But based on this conversation, yeah, like like everyone yeah, has said, yeah. trust what Francis was saying. I think the only good thing like Bujo has done when it comes to his Twitter rants was when he blasted those girls for their own Twitter nonsense. <laughs> that was Lydia. Oh. Um, what's that? Caramel and... Yeah, caramel and... Yeah, that that would have been... Nah, but those, those but, ones, they are so much. But still, it was... But if you ask me, like, to rank them, like, normally, my personal favorite is Fireboy. I feel vocals is up there in the country. But... That goes without saying, like, I know that, deep in my heart, like, Rema is clear off all of them, obviously. Right now, since last year to now, Rema is the number one artist in the world. Like, if anyone is to call like artist of the year and Rema is not there or he's not even in your top three then you don't know me yeah you don't know your music taste is I don't know it's only downwards it's only downwards prior so goes out say like Rema has been dropping hits his album was good he dropped a he dropped a deluxe it's like he's working on something again like charm Paul this guy he's just he's going on it like 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 Rema like Rema 
this guy, every single hit he has dropped has been a banger. Like every hit that Rema has, I don't think Rema has missed. Like, he has never missed. Like, he has yes. missed. Like, I was thinking about like, it. Like, he has not missed. He dropped Holiday on this thing. He I'm dropped and reason. You know, he didn't say another banger in Holiday. He said it's a reason. That's when I knew that obviously this song is going to be in my head. And and do, you, do you understand, right? right? He's too, he's too good, man. And he has ah. just cracked music for me. Like, he has just cracked the code in Nigeria. I mean, literally every day you pass the street, you're hearing charm. Yes. There's no way, like, you can, you can hear charm five times in different places, like, everywhere. Once you just, everywhere on the street, like, ah, that's how good the guy is. And I remember the funny thing is, when he first came out, people were like, ah, oh, this guy. Nigeria's yeah. doing I was in a <laughs> I remember the year of Dumebi, people were like, who is this Indian guy, you know, like, giving us okay, some okay. Bollywood I wasn't, I wasn't a fan. One, I month, like, one, yeah. one month later, everywhere, <laughs> everybody <laughs> was Dumebi up and down. Let me, let me give this quick shout out to my guy, Femi Babs, because... I just realized, like yesterday, I was checking old conversations, like this was from 2019 or something, and it was like, like he doesn't even believe in, um, like, Rema and, and all that stuff, like, he's not even sure where the stuff is headed. Like, he likes the music, but he's not sure people listen to stuff in Nigeria. So, you know, I remember that was the popular sentiment at the time, like, drug do maybe or whatever, but, like, he's come a long way since then. But lyrically, don't you guys think Fireboy is better than Fireboy? Yeah, Benson. Yeah, Benson. Benson is great. Over Fireboy. Fireboy is very simple. I think he's better in video making. Like His videos are the most illustrated Fireboy. That's TJ Warrior. From LTG. Let's all stop this. Like, Let's all be real, man. TJ Warrior. T.J. Omori oh, Why were you two in that episode for T.J. Omori? You're cooking the yeah, like Hey! Fraud! T.J. Omori This guy's a fool First of all, my, my first My first Everybody always see has been Everybody has been seeing this on Twitter now Like That person who they stop yeah, song yes, no, Why is he in the why jungle? Why is he in the jungle? <laughs> and that's the Even the um, bandana song too Like It was very confusing Like Fireboy was on what? A spaceship yeah, 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 yeah. Hovering around yeah. Next to Ashaka inside church with goats Like <laughs> What's going on? Like I mean, you have some bad singers, but like, think of some prime videos that he has made. Organize. That video was a very difficult yeah, one. Because shoot. it was in 4K. Yeah, who said it was not Chicky that said that it's 4K and vibes? It's 4K and vibes. <laughs> uh, uh, TG, TG, TG is just. TG, <laughs> he's always trying to cook something. <laughs> we just bust all of our heads and we're like, man. We're like, man. TG Omori is so deep. Like, he's not. He tries to be it's too deep, man, and some of his vi- mus- his videos actually don't make sense. <laughs> his reason is like actually doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, if you can do it, Santi can do something simple. Bring yeah. back Clarence Peters. Like, Honestly, like, like, one day we we'll need to actually do a podcast on TJ Mori and actually talk about how much. Well, Clarence is the. Yeah. 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 Well, I will leave that for the time. You know, he's the one that kid now. Yeah. So he's the host of those actors that year, the Mr. Mo Musa. Yeah, Mix. Yeah, that's a cookie. Yeah, that's true. AJ, if you Yeah, yeah. So, you know, shout out to all of them. Shout out to the OG. To the OGs. So, yeah. Before we move on to sports, Ashaki has this album coming out soon. Is it Walk of Life? Walk of Art. Walk of Art. And you dropped a new pre release. You guys should check uh, it out. I'm a piano. Featuring Olamide. I like 230. Awesome. I thought Yoga was strange, but you know, it's not a bad thing. It's not easy. Ah, Yoga. I watched. I watched. You should just. Maybe it depends on your mood. But if you know, if you're in that serene mood, 
Just be you, guys. No, there's someone on this panel that doesn't rate Ashake that much. I don't want to say his name, alright? I'm not saying names, but it's Gozier. <laughs> so what? Yes, I do. No, no, no. It's okay, it's okay. Ah, don't worry, don't worry. So we will get to defend himself. No, no thoughts. No fear. Yeah, don't worry. Oh, we're moving to the sports. We're moving to the sports segments, and first on. First on the sports is first on the sports is Messi to Barca rumors. Yeah. We have Kimba here from if you can remember Kimba from from my episodes. Barca fan. And Gozitu happens to be a big Barcelona fan, and he has some thoughts. Before we even um, talk about sports, so since we're talking about sports, I just want to give a shout out to you know. My guy over here, Robert Tudimu, going for Brisa, director of sports or whatever. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I'm allowed to be saying this. Like, I'm just, just, just shouting him out. So. Have you forgotten another shout out to um, Adams who scored his first goal? Oh, yes, Adams. <laughs> Possibly his last goal. <laughs> Possibly his last goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you have to say about like, this Barca report? Okay. Well, we are the, what, what's the good side? What's the bad side? Don't the pros? Don't the cons are with the pros? Or how do you see? What's the one point of view? Okay. Um, my name is Kimba. Um, my guys call me um, Kimba. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. No, 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 please. <laughs> so, um, concerning Messi to Barca, um, everybody that knows me knows I. Well, he's my good. He's the good. And um, there's nothing he has not done. Um, Francis, please. Uh, Messi is the greatest of all time. He has achieved any everything he needs to achieve. There's nothing more for him to prove. And um, for that reason, I like him. However, I don't. I'm not sure it's the right decision for both sides at this point. Him going to Barca, well. He goes back to his home, the club he grew up in, the club he loves, and all that. But at the same time, I'm not sure with um, the way the club has moved on in his absence, he will come back and just fit right in to the um, way Xavi is cooking things right now. I mean, Xavi is playing with white players. Very pragmatic Yes. And uh, I don't think it's built for Messi. And then, on the part of the club, I'm not sure they can afford him, especially with the financial issues they've been having recently. Oh, Swabo, if you pull down levers, yeah, a funny good. guy now. <laughs> yeah. We'll come to mind later, but um, I don't think it's the right decision for the club. I think the club should have moved on. It's two years. It's been two years. The right thing to do is to move on. Like there has to be life without Messi. There has to be life after him. So I think. They already started building on that. Um, there may have been some bad decisions on the way, but I think they just have to carry on. They can't bring him, I don't know, bring him back at 36 years old. I'm not sure um, what that wants to do for the club, especially because that makes them forgo younger players that they can get to boost their project. So I don't, I'm, I'm not really in favor of that decision. I think you should go to. Oh, you can go anywhere, but <laughs> you can go anywhere. But please, no pass right now. I'm not sure that's the right decision. 
I mean. Kimba. Kimba. Well, you know me and you, as Basa, we've had our disagreements, man. I swear, and this is one of them. <laughs> because, guys, messy, bro. I don't care about uh, many stupid uh, right decision, wrong decision. Bro, it's the right decision. Because look at the players in our team right now. Rafinha, Dembele. You're thinking about bringing Messi back. And uh, you want him to stay because we have Rafinha and Dembele. <laughs> what, did he, what did he do in the champ? Like, what did it's... he do? Well, we can ask the question, what does he do in the champs? Like in recent years, what has okay, he been okay. in the champs? We can ask that too. Let's not I mean, the only, the only, he's a good player. He's better than any player in the past. Obviously, now Messi is a good player. But I don't think it's worth it to bring him now. Like, weighing everything, weighing the risk, the reward. I don't think. What's no, it's a lot of. It's a lot of reward. No, it's not just about the people. Getting him. Makes them have to forgo some players that they can get. For instance, the club needs a DM right now. A right back. A right back. A left winger. Get it? Messi does not solve any of those problems. Okay. He's better than the players we have. Good answer. Yeah? Yes, you keep cracking jokes. We are coming to Barcelona. We are coming to Barcelona. But those are necessary positions that you need to fill. Dembele on the right wing is not doing too badly. Like, they are not close to Messi. Good and fine. But they are not doing too badly. People on the right, and then where does he want to fit into, like in the project right now in the team? Right now, Kimba, I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, you have to look at football in the sense that you're just looking at the formations we've played so far. We can always create new formations to fit in Messi. Bro, ball is not about um, what do you call it, formations and tactics. That like the coach is about the players that are playing the actual game. Do you get so the kind of players you have? Obviously dictates how good your formation will be. And you cannot tell me that if you have a player like Messi, that you will not go to that next level. That will be need to be on. Because let's face it, let's 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 face it. Let's actually face it. Right now, Barcelona cannot compete in Europe with the other guys. And you're not going to be able to do that with Rafinha and Dembele and Ferran Torres and Ansufati, bro. Like I understand your restraints in like bringing Messi back or why you don't want him to come back. But then at the same time, I think we can make it work, actually. We can make it work. Financially, we can make it work. Like, we can definitely make it work. And just for the sentimental reason as well, I'd love to have Messi back in my club. That's, that's for at least one more year. Okay, yeah, okay. No. <laughs> but for the sentimental reason, like he's the fucking greatest player of all time. So. I feel for me the only like pro to this deal of Messi coming back to Barca is the financial like shirt sales, ticket sales. He's going to bring more fans back to the stadium. But I think aside that, project wise, well, in the long run, the club this season we've had one of our best seasons in terms of attendance. Like even without it, like out of ninety nine thousand capacity being ninety nine thousand, we've been having games when we have. What was like the record like for sales? The thing about that situation that you don't seem to understand is that the reason the club was having those numbers was because of the transfer window that we had. So naturally, the fans were really excited. Now, like obviously, the club is going to become better. So they started attending games. 
Do you get so if you have a boring transfer window after you just got knocked out of Europe, your fans will not be as excited to watch your games as they were the previous season. So if you bring Messi back, it's definitely going to still maintain the numbers we've been having so far. I think if um if Manchester United can look into bringing Messi on a one year deal, that would be that would be great for us. <laughs> I feel that would be great for because you know, shirt sales, everything. You know, imagine him playing with someone like Rashford, for example. Just imagine how scary that link of. He probably will, man. Fidas is very, very bad. It's a very bad move for him. But it's nothing. Just him, if you are listening to this, I'm very. Nothing as bad as a technically good player moving to Chelsea, Shah. That's by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I feel we need to play Chelsea. I know it's not the agenda, but we just need to talk about Chelsea as well. No, no, I think they are on the agenda. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're coming to them. So, by the way, congrats to Barca for winning the league. So, what do you think? Like, where do you guys foresee yourself in the next season? Well, I think there's trouble in paradise. Reasons because, you know, since you won the league, you've lost your two matches so far. So... I think, like I said earlier, there are certain positions that we, we need to fill. And we, we needed to fill those positions for some years. It's not about, it's not something that just came up now. We've been needing to fill those positions. And until we fill those positions, we can't really compete, especially in the champs. In the league, well, I don't know. There's something about Madrid that just makes them more fitting for cup competitions than for league competitions. And... Um, Unless we fix that up, I don't see us going so far in the champs in the Champions League. We can get messy, but if you don't feel, fix those issues we have, DM, right back, and left wing. If you don't fix those problems, also understood. Not even Messi can can help us. That's why I feel. So um, yeah, basically, I, I see us doing well if we can fix those problems we have. Um, Javi, we can talk about how um, it's football, yes, like if, if I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. To be honest, he has his moments, he has some shocking moments as well. But I think if we have the right personnel and we fix those problems we have, those problems that have been biting for years now, we can go far in the championship. I don't see us winning it anytime soon, but we can build on what we have now. Okay, so, you know, we'll be going to the summer transfer window and in order for you to, to like, have a positive, like, people to see you going forward, you need to have a say in the transfer market. So, what do you think you guys should do next? Who do you think they should sell? Who do you think they should buy this coming transfer window? Um, as you all know, for this transfer window... I want us to get Messi. Uh, I would say we need DM, definitely. We also need a new right back. Like, we definitely need a new right back and probably left winger because the reason we weren't able to go far in Europe last season was our attack was not good enough. We needed them to actually produce the round there. So that's one of the things that gets him messy with so mm, it seems like I'm pushing a lot of messy agenda, but I have my reasons why 
So yeah, just a DM, a right back. Um, I mean, we really want to get a DM. It will be Mendy. We want to get a right back in Cancelo. So maybe we get Gundogan. Gundogan is a good buy. Then Messi, obviously. Then we could get someone like Carrasco on the free. So to me, that's actually a decent transfer window. Carrasco, Carrasco, like Yannick Carrasco from ETM. So like those guys, like if you can get that transfer window, then it's actually calm. All right. Um, apart from the messy part, I agree with what most of what he said. Um, I think firstly the players we need to sell. Yeah, players like Ansu Fati, Ferran Torres. I think at least two out of okay, Ansu Fati, Ferran Torres, Rafinha. At least two out of those players need to go. You can't have um, Rafinha, first of all, is a very expensive bench player, in my opinion, and we can't afford that right now. And then we have people like Ansu Fati on the left wing. Reasons why we need a left winger. We have no single left winger that works for us right now. Ferran Torres cannot play there. He's not good enough. Ansu Fati, same thing. He's young. We can make the case that he's young and all that, but I don't think we are going to see much better from him anytime soon. So those ones need to go. And then there's Eric Garcia as well. I think we are getting um, Inigo Martinez. I don't see the points in having Eric Garcia in that team. We can say he's just there for the depth. But anytime he plays for us, he is disastrous. He's disastrous. Even against small teams. We can talk about the match yesterday. He was awful. So we can't even trust... Well, there's that. But then even when he plays at CB, we see recurring errors all the time. So I don't see a future for him in that club. He needs to leave. I would have said as Alonso should dip as well. Because I don't see why we have that guy in that team. There's really no point for him. We have enough CBs. We have enough left backs. And he's not better than any of them. So he, sh- he too should go. Then um, for who, sh- who we should get? Um, the left wing market is quite shit right now. If you want to get a good left winger, you may have to break the bank, and we can't afford that right now. So, like Gozim said, I think I would go with Carrasco. He's cheap. Um, lose the league. So, yes, lose the league, and then um, basically low risk. So, and then he has good experience, so um, that will not be a bad signing. Abdi can come back from loan just to, you know, yes, for depth. I think that's not a bad. He has had a good season with Osasuna. So that wouldn't be bad. And then for DM, Zubi Mendy, um, Gunduan would be a fantastic signing as well if you can pull it off, even though that would be difficult. For right back, I'm not sure about Cancelo. Um, reason being that he's a, he's a talented footballer. He's quite technically gifted. But um, we, this season especially, we, we've seen the effect of having Cancelo in your team. He's not defensively... Sound. sound, yes, it's not defensively sound, and we can see the difference between him playing for City and him not playing for City when they have other people there. He's not physically, um, I don't know, he's not physically, let's say, gifted enough to deal with attacks and all that. Even against Bayern, when he was playing for Bayern, I've, I think I watched him only once for Bayern since he went there. That was for the match against um, City. I don't think he does enough defensively, and that would be a problem. Um, rather, I, I think we could go for one fourth. I think he will even be cheaper than Cancelo. 
if we are being honest here, you probably be cheaper. Except we are going for a loan deal. I think he will be cheaper than him. He's quite defensively. He's not blessed as blessed as um, Cancelo is technically, but I think he will do a very decent job, and he's quite defensively sound, which is what is required for a rise back on that Javi. So I think that would be. So moving on to the next next topic on the agenda. <clears throat> Definitely an interesting one. We're talking about Arsenal. Mm. No. We wanted to talk about this. This is even like the overdue. This is overdue. Like we wanted to talk about this before they even bought through the league. This was when they were bottling the point. Francis just said is this a bottle? Oh, like, guys, we spent we spent <laughs> we spent 93% on top of the table and you ended up second at the end. Like how is that most, England's most gifted team ever, the Colin Nevertheless, I think you know you know why I like you, Francis. You know why I like you, Francis. You're a very, very optimistic guy. Yeah. Did you see? But your optimism bordering, bordering on division. Yes, yeah. you're yes. Like you're yeah, no young, like in their youth. Yes, Arsenal is the youngest. Team with, with okay, like the, the most youngest, yeah, like with the most, no, yeah, yeah, no, in that yeah. sense, but like, yes, like I wanted to add youngest and that phrase, like the 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 youngest most technical team that the English has ever seen. No, young, no, the youngest, like, is a joint phrase. The youngest, like, the team that has played very technically despite their tender age. Okay, are you saying? Okay, so what you are saying is that no, like City is the most technical, but like in among the youngest teams, yes, ever in the world. Arsenal, this Arsenal what, side. What he says is that Arsenal is the most, is the youngest, most technical team. That means they are the, the youngest team that is most technical. Yes. That's what you're trying to tell us. Yes. Well, the good teams are not young. That's why you know the league. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, experience comes with that. I, mean, no, I, 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 I don't think. I don't. I don't think. 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 I don't think people should actually. Call Arsenal butlers, and I've said this Nobody time and time again. Nobody ever gave Arsenal the chance that we were actually going to go toe to toe with Pep Guardiola's Manchester. Well, I mean, that was, that was Pep, Pep, I think Pep, because you had it in your hands for so long. Yes, it is good to it is good to show optimism because I believe that, and it's the right of every fan to believe that there was a possibility of winning the league. That because we lacked certain depth and certain extra technicality in key areas and when injuries came, yeah, we crumbled. Yes, we didn't have the depth. Yes. If you take out a Saliba and you put in a holding, it's a decline in your build-up play. No, no. the fact that you are both No, no. First of all, I like to say, like, it's not a today thing that... Okay, first of all, Seth. We've, I think this comeback from City has just cemented the fact that if you want to be, beat Pep Guardiola in the league title race, you need a double-digit point gap as one. And second of all, you all know that winning a league is, winning, is, is harder than winning the Champions League. Like, mm. In the sense that it's a marathon. To win a marathon, you need the endurance. You need quality bench. You guys don't have quality bench. If you knew you were going to challenge for the title, and you don't have quality bench in certain positions. I Nobody mean, saw it coming. The team outperformed themselves this season. And I'm, I'm, and I'm proud of the boys for that. Yeah, okay, yeah. nevertheless, oh yeah, you did not win the league. You still did not win any trophy in all the competitions you played. You did not make it to any final at least. What do you have to say about that? 
I mean, it happens. It's football. It's football. Not the FA Cup, not the Carabao Cup. It's, it's football. Not the Europa League. It's football. It happens. I mean, we lost two key players on a crazy European night at the carpet. Went to penalty shootouts. We are just unfortunate. Martinelli missed one. Like, it's football. Like, European football. Like, I get the league is a marathon. I mean, shout out to Pep Guardiola, greatest manager. And this point, you could even get but, but, but then, in cup competitions, like Kimba just said, you need, like, cup competitions are very unpredictable. Like, there's, like, some robust of energy that some teams come out with. So, you know, like, I mean, it's football. It happens. Yeah, so, why, why I'm, don't I'm, you have that robust? <laughs> 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 right, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, Arsenal is a work in progress. So, I, yeah, I mean, you, you all can blast me. I, I finally take the blame. Maybe we bottled. But I know, I know for a fact next season, and um, to all the listeners all over the world, I'm sure that we are going to have a cup. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be the league, but at least with, with key recruitment, Edgar's are getting to work. There's, 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 even aside the Carabao Cup, I, t- I think I can challenge. Eh? I don't know, but, 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 but the sky is the starting point. With Declan Rice in my midfield at the base of the park, I mean, it's going to be sweet football at the Emirates next season. Okay, well. <laughs> I mean, imagination working, everybody. Even look at Gozi. Imagination working. <laughs> to, to agree with Francis, actually, funny enough, is that Arsenal is actually a very, very good technical, young, talented team. I agree that maybe, who knows, next season they might do 90 points. They did 84. Maybe next season they will do 90 points. But if they do 90 points, Pep Guardiola is just going to do 95 points. <laughs> if you do 95 points, Pep Guardiola is just going to do 100 points. You cannot beat that man in a league race. It's not about how good you're going to get. You're never going to be better than them. And it's not a course, Arsenal. Like, Arsenal, to all Arsenal fans out there, it's not a course. You're just never going to be able to beat Pep Guardiola in a title league race. Just ask about him. You don't do it. So Mourinho. I don't know I don't know who Francis I'm, I'm I hate to tell you this bro. Mourinho did it. He did it once. Hey, he did it once. In how many years? Like seven years once. And you had the team. Come on, bro. You have Ronaldo, you have Ramos. And Ateta is not any Mourinho, just so you know. So just maybe walk towards the FA Cup and just use that to guide. That's your bet right on this Wow, casting a special. So, what do you, what do you like? Okay, you say you see yourself winning the a trophy at least. Yeah. What was your own? If we had to put Ateta on the call now, what places will you tell him to recruit? What, what positions? I I need extra legs at centre back. I don't know. I need a quality centre back. I need more depth there. I need two midfielders. I mean, Pate is injury prone. We saw how in key games this season when we needed his expertise because of injury, he let us down big time. I mean, Jorginho is good for setting games like the Newcastle game where you know you needed composure on the ball to recycle the passes and I mean trying to beat a high intensity team and all of that. But I just think we need a six that can play that can give you short 38 games in a season that has that rugged, that has that driving, you know, and can also pass the ball. It's a career you can make risk. So I, I think I'm looking at two midfielders. I don't know who they'll be, but I really want Declan Rice as one. I know aiming for Bohim and Caicedo is a bit ambitious because, I mean, you probably need about 150 to 60 million watches to do that and the other key areas. I think I will also need an extra right back because Ben White had to play out of position a lot this season. So I may probably need some elements of technicality in that position. Then... A forward winger, I actually need because Bukayo Saka gets burnt out for 
two seasons in a row, his team at Norega, they've played the most games in the season. Bukai Saka was on the field. Saka has been playing for Arsenal ever since every team we him. See, every game since this guy brought him out of the academy. He has been the most, I feel he has been the most used player. And especially the time when he was playing left wing back, left back, left winger, right wing, like, I mean, yeah. come on. And, and so, I mean, like, at, at the young show, I think he needs he need support to prevent, like, you know, those season burnouts. Because the normal, you know, Bukayo Saka, very talented winger, I think he was easily the best winger in the league this, this season. But, you know, towards the tail end of the season, you could see key games, West Ham, that fatigue, that tiredness, he let him down. Big thing, so he needs support. I mean, probably because of the nature of us getting two very important midfielders and you know, um, a center back and a right back. I may just hold on getting a big center, of course. I think we need a big center forward that can you know, muzzle his way very aerially sound, you know, can kick the ball in there because we already have a lot of creativity and um, you know, coming off the wings and everything. So, yeah, I just need to see like four or five extra recruitments and we're good to play ball next season. Thank you very much, Francis, for your thoughts and your optimism. I wish you good luck. No, I don't wish you good luck next season. You're United fans. Yes, I don't wish you good luck next season. I wish to see you downfall. Um, next, next is um, you know, most famous athlete in the world, Cristiano Ronaldo, is in Al Nassr, and I mean, it has been up and down for the guy. One week we hear is giving somebody a slam on the on the pitch. Another week we hear scoring. So, Kimba, you know, off the mic, I mean, here you say some very, very, we've been banting the guy. So, I mean, let's bring it here in the pod. Uh, to be honest, I don't have much to say about him anymore. Like, I mean, he chose his path going to Anasir. I think it was a statement. Maybe not the statement he wanted to make, but that's the statement we all got. He's finished. That's, that's what I feel. And I don't know why... To be honest, I don't have much to say about him. He's in Alnace. I think that's enough enough said about the guy, man. I'm sorry, I don't have much to say about him. <laughs> so, Ronaldo to Alnace. There's nothing interesting there to talk about because I personally I don't follow Alnace. I don't watch their football, so I don't watch Ronaldo, so I don't really care about Ronaldo. Just all I have to say about CR7 is he's the greatest, you know, third greatest footballer of all time after Lionel Messi and Pelly. He's the third greatest footballer of all time. So yeah, I respect him but like respectfully he's finished. So, you know. I wish him good luck in honor. I know Francis definitely has something to say, so just want to hear him out. <laughs> I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo is a great player. He's an all-time great ball. Over the past few months, his attitude has been on a sort of rapid, you know, downgrade. I don't know whether, you know, it's pride or, you know, what he has achieved and everything. But I actually feel, like Kimba said, his, his time in the game is actually coming to a close. So I just feel instead of, you know, making more enemies and doing a lot of rash things, he should show some sort of leadership. I mean, he's in a kind of, you know, like a league that is not so up there, up there. So I think there's a certain level of maturity I expect him to show, considering the fact that he has played at the highest stages in the world. So um, he needs to keep himself out of, you know, you know, some funny arguments 
and just do his bidding. I mean, this these are like the like this like the tail end of his career, so just finish it well. In, in as much as the world already you know like laughs at him that he left top tier European football to go for Arabian football. I mean, but there may be other reasons aside. But yeah, I'm really rooting for him. Big time. Next on the agenda is Rexon. So nobody knew Rexon until we saw Mr. Deadpool and uh, Reynolds and what's the name of his? Rob Marco Henning. Yeah, nobody knows. Like I got a video on how to pronounce his okay. name. Marco Henning. Okay, Rob Marco Henning. Um, Marco Henning. So like, they they got promoted. I mean, I love you know much about Rexham. You're following their journey. So do you think like they got promoted now? Do you think they can get promoted again? Do you think they can find their way to the Premier League? And if they do, do you think um these guys like you know there's this kind of stereotype that american owners of football clubs yeah. they tend to be bad owners so do you think it would be a different it would be a different case this time well first of all i have to say that i'm very impressed with um okay first of all i say congratulations to rexham and all their fans for finally getting promoted you know uh a lot of us that support big teams like the barcelona's the united's the you know Real Madrid, we are not really aware of those people that are supporting teams like teams like Swansea, teams like, you know, Cardiff City, teams that aren't in the, you know, cream de la cream or the elite of... They're not even in the cream de la cream of English football, so, so you know, shout out to people that are loyal. I've kept supporting these teams over the years. So, concerning uh, Wrexham, you know, I think what... Um, I, at first, when I heard Reynolds and Michael Henry were buying the football club, I thought, okay, maybe it's just a publicity stunt. You know, they're just going to try to use it as a means of advertising stuff. Like, you know what um, Spotify is doing in Barcelona? That mm-hmm. one day they'll have um, OVO on their jersey. The next day they have um, Rosalia. The next day they have um, 30 BG or something. So, you know, I thought that's what they were going to do, right? But the... <laughs> um, but then, you know, they've actually invested in the club really heavily. You know, people think the investment most of the time is just about the players, but that's not true. You know, you have administrative costs, you have the cost of bedding the pitching. Even if, the, you know, if the stadium is not yours, if you're renting, you have to pay the rent. So, you know, a lot of things like that. And I watched uh, Welcome to Wrexham, the documentary. I think it's about 18, 19 episodes and everything. So, you know, it was, it was very fantastic. On the issue of whether they can get to um, they can achieve promotion from League Two, uh, it I, I think personally it depends on how much they're willing to invest. One, if Reynolds and McElhenney are willing to keep pulling money into the club, which I think they will be, then it also depends on if they have the pockets. Yeah, yeah, you know, Ryan Reynolds is richer than I even thought he was. He's worth about I think two hundred or something. Yeah, but- as a footballer, you need to be like some level of you know, you need to be a social billionaire, mm-hmm. you yeah, need to be yeah, able yeah. to raise like he Definitely. has money, but he, I don't think he has deep because I mean, yeah, 200, course, 200 million is money that club spends, so in transfer fee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at what Evangelos Marinakis is doing with Nottingham Forest. But that is, you know, those see, if you own a Premier League club, you are set, like just forget you're a big billionaire. Do you get true, though, but I mean, I mean, yeah. he has. 
he has, he has social capital. So mm -hmm. I think with the quality of person he is who can pull, I think where Reynolds is the man who can make two or three calls, say, oh, hey, you, Alpha, I think yeah, yeah, this is yeah. what I'm trying to do in England. Yeah, okay. You know, it's going to investment. At, the, at this point, all the shares, like everything in the club is owned by Reynolds and Malcahenny. Mm -hmm. But well, my prediction is as they as go on, yeah, they definitely have to yeah, yeah. sell. So maybe, but what they can do is keep it within sort of a circle. Maybe, oh, I sell this to Will Smith, sell this to Will Ferrell, sell this to a bunch of people within Hollywood that still have that financial means you get. So that way, they don't have to sort of sell the soul of the club to someone who might not care eventually. And what people don't understand as well is a lot of money doesn't necessarily mean success. You know Everton, you know Moshiri at Everton, I think that's his name. So I look at them, they are going down now. So, you know, there's a lot of administrative thought process that goes into that. On the issue of whether they can get into League One, a large reason of their success in League Two is just because they have, you know, no, no team in League, um, National League respectively is dropping 2M to sign one player. Rexham can do that. You get so they have more financial power and resources than all the other teams in league, um, National League. If you are being honest, uh, the team that we should really be praising is North County. North County didn't get any external investment aside the one they had already, and they didn't really get any, you know, the press coverage that these people did Rexham. But they got 107 points in the league, and Rexham got 111, and they finished second. There's only one spot for automatic promotion, they finished second. So you know, North County deserves North County deserves deserve credit, but I feel like you know, the sky's the limit for Exam as long as the administration continues to be good. And yeah, let's see where that takes. Okay. Before we end, we have too much stuff left to discuss, but let's just go with the debate before we go to the last topic. And Napoli won the league, and we all know like one of the key factors to them winning the league, aside the coach, aside the defense. The two main players in the attack, um, Kivichka and this guy, Busimi. So, my own question to you guys on the pod is who do you think was more critical to winning the league? Why do you say so? I mean, he, he gave a new style of play to Napoli. His contributions off and on the ball was next to none. I mean, Kraft is a better player, you know. Um, and like creating chances, you know. Kraft is the kind of man who can draw people to himself. He can beat one or two men, like beat one or two men. You know, he knows how to move into pockets of spaces to be able to pick out. So like, he has, you know, that technical ability, he has quick feet and all of that. But for you to be a top, top side, you need someone who puts that ball into the net. And Victor did that week in, week out, game in, game out. And we could see the effect of his absence during the entire Champions League, you know, semi-final stages where, you know, there was just that finishing touch lacking in their game. Off the ball, his press was very, you know, beautiful. He joined back, was beating press with the team. Up front, he was working his ass off to get the goal. So I feel, in as much as maybe on his feet, he doesn't bring as much as Kraft does with the movement on the field, you know, making those quick turns, half turns, you know, carrying players on an elbow. The runs he makes, the quality of finish, you know, he did, his body strength, his aerial abilities, his legs, everything. Like, he brought his entire self on the field. He always, he always gave it his all on the field. And I mean, that's why he's the prince of Naples now. Um, to disagree with everything that Francis just said, not really disagree, Shah, just... <laughs> 
have to say and, and that, your opinion. Yeah, yeah, obviously, my opinion can never be the same as your own opinion. I know for a fact, we are always on two opposite sides. Yes, so obviously, Simeon was the baller for Napoli, but let's be real here, Clara was far more instrumental. It wasn't far more, but it was more instrumental in my opinion, because first of all, he was more available. Like, he played more games, so whoever plays more games is obviously, you know, the more important player. And also, if you watch when Napoli play, everything goes through Kwarashelia. Like, he's the main point of the attack, not Victor Osimen. People say um, Osimen or Kwarashelia needs Osimen, but it's the other way around as well. Like, Osimen needs Kivichka, so like... They can't function without each other. But if you just watch that Napoli team, you just understand that it's actually this Kivitka guy that, you know, coordinates the attack because he's the main man of the team. Looking outside just goes and assists if you're being real. Yeah, I mean, but Victor came in clutch. And the clutch player is the best player. Uh, um, I think I'll agree with Francis concerning this. Um, both players, to be honest, were very key for Napoli and it's hard to like separate them but I feel like Usimen was more of a presence maybe not in the sense that he was always available but like he was a bigger presence for them in the team like you could see the confidence that he played with when Usimen is was on the pitch like throughout the season over the entire season and then like Francis said the effect of um, Osimhen's injury um, after the international break was clear. Even in their league, they got some very shocking results immediately after the international break. And the only thing that changed really was Osimhen. Varselia is a very fantastic player, but um, I think they needed Osimhen more to perform well. Like his pressing, his strength, he's not. A very flashy player, but he's pressing his strength. Those are very, um, like, very underappreciated um, factors that he brings into the game, into their own game in particular. So I feel he edges um, Varadona. But um, like I said earlier, both of them very fantastic players for Napoli. Okay. Oh, if you ask me, I think this is just like a discussion of Benzema and Vinicius. Obviously, like Benzema won the Ballon d'Or and oh. And I feel Vinicius is the most important in the system because you can see games where Madrid have won without Vinicius. Even like when Napoli were having their good stint of run at the beginning of the season, they did it without Simeon. Raspadori was there, Giovanni Simeone was there, but you can't see them flourishing without Kivitska. So I think that's, that's the whole thing. That's my own opinion. And the next and the final stuff is about Man City. They've won the league now and they are on the verge of winning a treble. So, I just want to ask, is a public opinion stuff? Do you think they can do it? Do you think they can, they can complete the treble? If you ask me, I don't feel they can't. You know, I don't feel they can't. I don't feel they can't. I don't feel they can win the treble, if you ask me. Yeah, go. All right. You have fan, you have pay fan boys, so let's see. Guardiola, you know, fanatics. As a proud, Pep fan boy, I believe City can definitely win the treble. Like, there's no doubt about it. They're facing United and they're facing 
who are they facing? Is it fucking Inter Milan that they cannot beat? Let's be real here. Like, the only thing that will actually stop Pep from winning the treble is if he fucks it up him, himself. Like, he's the only person that can stop himself from winning the treble. So, once it is done with United on June the 3rd, when, once they are done, you know, messing them up, then we we'll see them in the Champions League final against Inter Milan. And all of you here, call me a Pep fanboy now, but we'll acknowledge that the greatest manager of all time is Pep Guardiola. Alabi, can you hear me? Not Sal, Alex Ferguson, bro. Not definitely it's Pep Guardiola. I mean, he still has more titles. Why? Why? I still give it to you. No, no, I still, that's why I'm saying. I still give it to Pep, Pep Guardiola. Pep is going to go to do it in my house. You see, you see, you see what I mean. So we just need him to win the treble, so people like Alabi can understand how the greatest of all time is. So. Talking of Pep. Yes, um, I mean, uh, to say Man City cannot win the treble, I don't know. That's a very shocking statement to me. It's very surprising. I mean, they are just two games away from the treble, if you look at it. Very two games away. And funny enough, I think the United game is uh, the most difficult one for them. Like, if anything can happen to stop them from it's going to be that game but that speaks more to inter's incompetence so um i feel they are going to brush united aside and after that the champions league final will be well just yes basically um like gozim said if there's anyone that can stop Man city from winning this trouble is pep himself he has he has messed himself up before but I feel this is his season. This is city season, and I'm sure they will, they will win the treble. If you are a United fan out there in Nigeria today or wherever you are around the world, I need you to form a prayer circle. We need to pray. You see, is it that is it that Manchester choke that treble guy? Or we fucking die. You get. So you have to I beg let's let's be praying, guy, because we can't afford them winning that trouble. You know, me Pep fanboys are going to be Me, I mean I'm a Pep fanboy, but me I know that. I like Pep, but hmm. I know that he's not going to win this trouble. I just know that there's something cooking in that pot. But I won't say much. I want him to win the champs, but he's not going to win the trouble. I don't think I want him to win the champions. I don't want him to win anything. Just, just so I can always make the point that he was working based on Lionel Messi tax. Yeah, yeah, and since yeah. that soup finished, he doesn't have it to him again. It's the same thing for me. I think I prefer him to actually be just in the FA Cup final. No, he's, no, he's a league merchant. Anywhere he goes, just give Pep Guardiola a 1 billion watch chest across four years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll give you the league. Guarantee. Anything. Anything. Like anything. That if you take him to, to Leeds United, just give him 1 billion and give him four years. How he's going to be. How much do you spend in so he was he was he was just his tactical genius brought out the best out of that team. But with City, he had to make sense. Like this is the best team he has ever built from scratch in terms of physicality, like technical, like defensive wise. Like there's no room for being porous at all. And you see it when they defend in and out of transition. So yeah, this is greatest master. So that's what that's what I'm saying. Give Pep Guardiola a war chest, Arab money, take him to any team in the world, give him four years, he'll build you a castle in the moons. That's Pep Guardiola for you. Right, so thank you very much, guys. I appreciate your 
opinions. I'm really grateful for you, for you showing up. And come to the end of this podcast. And uh, thank you, Francis. Thank you, Gozier. Uh, Brian, thank you, Brian. Well, thank you, Kimba. You know, even though you spread spread a lot of hate, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for yeah, that. Yeah. Keep listening to Hits and Goals podcasts. Enjoy mm-hmm. and see content. Yeah, I live on this one. Oh fuck. <laughs>